These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is it so hard to believe that Trump supporters really do support Trump? Katha Pollitt has been thinking about that. Of course, she's a poet, essayist, and award-winning columnist for The Nation. She also writes for The New Yorker, The New York Times, and other publications. We reached her today in Manhattan. Katha, welcome back. Hi, John. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, didn't it feel good to read that New York Times article a few weeks ago about the white women in rural Texas who hate Trump and love Beto just like we do? You know, the New York Times never stops looking (laughs) for the cracks in the wall of Trumpitude. Yeah, they're always going to, you know, the Daffodil Diner in Smallville, Nebraska, (laughs) and interviewing the retired farmers and and hoping that they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm really disappointed in Trump. These tariffs, that's really terrible. But no, they don't say that. They say, oh, let's build that wall. (laughs) The problem is, what are we going to do about these people, especially the white women, 53%, the number we cannot forget, 53% of white women voters in 2016 voted for Trump. My assumption is we have the right ideas. We just have to find better ways of convincing those women who support Trump that they should change their minds. Well, good luck with that, John. Um, (laughs) If you have an infinite amount of time to spend going one by one, making friends with them, and then slowly, slowly uh, invading their brain with your thoughts, maybe that will work. But mostly... Those women are just like you and just like me. They think the things they think for a dozen reasons. And it's not really easy to change people's minds. I've been writing my column for, you know, 20 years or something, and I think I could probably count the people whose minds I've changed on one hand, and most of them were young. Oh, come on. No, really. All right, two hands. Two hands. (laughs) And maybe my toes. (laughs) But I'm just trying to say... You, I, I think it shows respect for people to assume that they are as as determined. They've thought it through and they have their ideas, and they're not just going to change it because you come and proselytize them. That's what I didn't like about that idea. Was the idea? Well, several things. One, white women have some special bond with other white women that serves as a 
a bridge to persuade. I mean, I, a New York Jew, have very little in common with an evangelical in Arkansas just because we share a skin color. And I think there was something sort of punitive about this suggestion. It was like, you white women, you can expiate your racism by converting other white women. And meanwhile, just to say one more thing, while we focus focus on the white women, the 53%, you know, far more white men voted for Trump. And yet they're just, we just assume, oh yeah, well, they're ungettable. They really, you know, they have their interests at heart. They're unpersuadable. They're beyond hope. Nobody's saying, white men, you have to go out and persuade the white men. Well, I think the reason, one reason for that difference is that Trump has been so incredibly sexist and harsh in his treatment of women, in his remarks on women, and, you know, the two dozen women who said they were sexually assaulted, white women who have daughters, might think that Trump is wrong to treat women this way, but apparently they don't. No, apparently, maybe they do think that, think he's wrong to treat them that way. They're just not voting that on, yeah. on that ground. Well, I heard, uh, I heard a roundtable with white women who voted for Trump who were asked about the uh, Access Hollywood tape, and what they said was, well, this is what men are like. Men are pigs. You know, that's what they're like. They're all like that. I, I don't know. I, I know you would never say men are pigs, but there are women who think that. There are, and they're probably married to men who justify that conclusion every day. <laughs> There's a certain amount of evidence for it in daily life. That, and I just want to say also that it's interesting that, you know, feminists are always being said, oh, you hate men and you think men are so terrible. Actually, it's anti-feminists who think that. Anti-feminists are the ones who think men just are like that, and you can't change them, and you have to just adapt. I like that point. I like well, that point. Well, thank you. I give it to you. <laughs> so why did 53% of white women vote for Trump? Well, I think they voted for him for the same reason that the men did. They don't like immigrants. They want to lock Hillary Clinton up. They don't want their kids to go to school with black people. Uh, they be, uh, they think uh, Mexico and China have stolen our jobs, and Trump will bring them back. They want low taxes. They think MS-13 is going to kill their children. I mean, people have actually said this. They believe a lot of things that aren't true, like uh, global warming isn't happening. And um, they're deeply religious in a religion that is uh, extremely conservative, they believe that, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and apparently he sent us Donald Trump. That's right. You know, they do. I just want to mention, you know, abortion. I think for a lot of them, abortion is an important issue. They wanted to, they wanted to get the courts to uh, overturn Roe and outlaw abortion to the extent that that's possible. But it is amazing that they believe that Barack Obama, who lo- love him or hate him, was polite. He was completely scandal-free. And they think he's the Antichrist. And yet the foul-mouthed, abusive, doing all kinds of criminal shenanigans with money, Donald Trump, is God's instrument. And then if you say God's instrument, they say, oh, yeah, like King David. King David, you know, he, he did some terrible things, but he was God's instrument. Yeah, well, your argument here is really about where we should focus our energy and our political strategy. Where can we find more people to vote for progressive Democrats? And what's your answer to that? 
Well, you know, I think that we see that answer in Georgia. For example, in the last election, Stacey Abrams and the New Georgia Project registered hundreds of thousands of new voters and and brought them to the polls. And they probably she probably won that election. Um, you know, with except for all the dirty tricks and voter suppression disenfranchisement that Secretary of State running for governor Brian Kemp was able to you know perform on his own behalf. Um, but you know that made the difference for people lower down the ticket. For example, this and this is interesting. Okay, Lucy McBath, yeah, a black woman whose son was killed with a gun. She runs for Congress from GA6, which is the district that uh, John Ossoff, the white, moderate, golden boy, famously failed to win, despite an enormous amount of money being poured Millions, in millions, $20 million. I think it was the most ever at that time. Um, and she won. And I think that's because of there was a new uh, emphasis on bringing in people who had been left out and marginalized in the process. Um, and I think we need to do more of that. Um, and meanwhile, you know, we can try to bring the Trumpies along, um, but I just don't think it's going to be very successful. And there's some, there are some people who voted for Trump who may be amenable. Um, Gary Young, our colleague at The Nation, uh, talked to some people uh, in Ohio in the last election who did voted for Trump. They did not really like Trump very mm -hmm. much. But they have big problems, and Obama had not helped them with their problems in right. eight years. And so sort of out of desperation, they said, well, maybe this guy will help us. He said he'll help us. The Democrats have failed us. Let's see if he does. Those people may very well be persuadable the next time around. Yeah, I think it will depend on who the Democrat is. Uh, but, you know, I just want to remind you that... Uh, What's his name? Richard Ocheda, Ojeda thought he could win with that kind of an appeal as a Democrat in his West Virginia district. And he stressed his white working class roots. And he was very, uh, very macho and guns and all like that. He was pro-choice. That was very good. And he even acknowledged that he had voted for Trump himself. And he lost. It's not that easy. It's not that easy to win over Trump supporters. Of course, it's not that easy to register the unregistered. But, well, you've convinced me, let me say. You've convinced me we're more likely. Oh, oh you've made <laughs> I, my day. I've changed my mind, I used to think. Katha Pollitt, she wrote about conservative white women and Donald Trump for her new column in The Nation. Read it at thenation.com. Thank you, Katha. Always great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, John. It's fun. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.